Winner's Circle Podcast, the potluck of entrepreneurship, where we interview a variety of dope creators, small business owners, and entrepreneurs. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and also drop us a like or a comment. Cool. So, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming to Winner's Circle Podcast. We definitely appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Today's episode, our topic is going to be about bookkeeping. We're going to learn from you, what you do, how can you be better at bookkeeping and entrepreneurship, why it's so important. And how can we utilize that in our businesses? So the first thing on starting up, you mind giving a rundown of who you are, what you do, and what your brand is, Jasmine. Okay. So uh, first, I want to thank you for letting me come on the Winter Circle Podcast. It's an honor to come and speak about this for the community and entrepreneurs. That's my real passion. But my name is Jasmine Jones, and I'm the founder of the Business Umbrella. Um, the business umbrella basically serves as the back office to entrepreneurs and small businesses. So we do um, bookkeeping, tax preparation. Um, we also do administrative services like contracts, um, HR, policy and procedures. We do it all. That way people can focus on their craft. Um, a little bit about me. I'm from Houston, Texas, and um, my full time job, I am an executive of a financial and administrative department. So basically what I do do for the business umbrella I do for um, a nonprofit. That's basically where I learned everything that I know um, and received on the job training, right? For many years, so I've been there for 15 years and um, I really enjoy what I do. Um, accounting and bookkeeping is basically isolated. So I'm a sociable person. So I like to go out and um, basically give my knowledge to entrepreneurs who are just getting started. You know, people who have a passion or a great talent, but they just need that business background to get them to the next level. I love that. I love that. We talked about how like you're a sociable person, but you're an accountant, you see a lot of numbers, you know, you write things down and things like that. So how do you manage that? You know, your personality actually being sociable, but you got to be in the book to make sure the books are good. Right. So um, the great thing about being a sociable person and an accountant is that it it differentiates. Uh, sorry about that. It may it makes me stand out amongst other accountants because I'm going to build a relationship with you. So me and you, we're going to get to know each other. So when I am keeping your books and making sure that your financial records are in order and that you are making a profit, I can explain these things. We can have meetings. I can show you. I can train you. I can educate you. And so that that's the good thing about being sociable and being able to manage both of those things. I just merge them together. And that's what makes me me. Kobe. Love it. Love it. Okay, cool. So let's talk about bookkeeping. Bookkeeping specifically. Excuse me. So how do you do that? Like what apps do you use? You know, how can somebody actually start, you know, when they had these guests or meetings and things like that will be the first step for them to actually play on the books to actually so the first the first step which i tell everyone is that i think everyone that has a business should invest in a electronic bookkeeping system or accounting system i use quickbooks um that's why i have my most experience and i love the way quickbooks works um i have a lot of experience with desktop but i do use quickbooks online and so I always encourage people, even if you don't hire a bookkeeper, you know, there's a lot of apps where you can do it yourself. Um, and so it's very important to have your financial books in order because basically bookkeeping is 
recording transactions. So mm. if you can record all of your income and all of your expenses, then at the end of the month, you can see if you made a profit or not. I mean, it's really that simple. It gets complex when you start talking to accountants and you start reading everything, but it's really that basic. It's just recording your revenue, recording your expenses, and then seeing where you are at the end of the month. And that is what allows you to make projections. That's how you know if it's a season to run sales. That's how you know if you're headed in the right direction, if this product is really selling, if it's not, then, hey, let's take it off. Let's find something else. It guides your decisions. Um, it guides your decisions of the company. That's That way you're able to make profitable decisions. Love that. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we talked about numbers. We talked about using these apps and things like that. So, you know, when you get a lot of bookings, right, you know, maybe, hey, this is going very good at three guests, three meetings, an hour or something like that, right? No, so how, when you're actually putting things on a book, how advanced should you put your calendar? So what I mean by that is that do you put like, is the best thing to put like a day before, a week before, a month before, you know, what would be the best time frame to actually put meetings for your calendar? Okay, so um, basically with keeping books, um, you basically should do this on a monthly basis. So there's different ways that you can do transactions dealing with the size of your organization. So some uh, small businesses, they do daily transactions because there's so much going on. So they're spending money, they're paying bills, they're getting invoices paid by clients. And so they have someone that's there every day that's putting those transactions in the books every day. Um, for entrepreneurs, a lot of a lot of apps, especially QuickBooks, you can link to your bank account. So when you're making that transaction with your cash app card or your bank debit card, it's automatically going to your bank account. And then it sends to QuickBooks. And then your bookkeeper, like myself or yourself, mm -hmm. can go through those transactions at the end of the month and class them. This was for food. This was for entertainment. This was for advertising. This was for products, you know. Um, and then you can also class your revenue. And that's how you know where all your money is spent based on categories. So it definitely should be reviewed on a monthly basis. Um, for some organizations that are bigger, they're reviewed on a weekly basis. But transactions can happen daily. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. So talking about a transaction, so is it like, you know, purchases, is it sales? So I know sometimes people do that uh, different from actually meetings, meeting people. So should that be on all in one calendar? Should that be a little bit different? Or is it better just to centralize everything so you know where everything is? So actually, um, in the bookkeeping system, everything will go into QuickBooks. But like, like I say, it will be categorized um, based on the different chart of accounts. So you can have an um, account for revenue. And in that account, you will book all your transactions for the money that you brought in. So say, for instance, if I sell hair, um, if I sell hair, if I sell bundles, all the money that I made off selling bundles, that goes under revenue. All the money I made off of selling wigs, that goes under revenue once it's, once the transaction is actually classified by the bookkeeper. Um, you also, for instance, if you're a truck, uh, trucking company, they have a mm -hmm. lot of accounts, you know, they have repairs and maintenance, which is probably their highest um, for their trucks. Um, they have gas. They have meals, um, you have where you pay yourself, all of that is separated inside of QuickBooks. And then when you run your reports, you're able to run a financial report and see all of your revenue based on those classes and then all of your expenses based on those classes. And then it'll give you a profit and loss at the end of it. Um, as far as calendarizing, trying to keep up with everything, I think it's very important um, 
that you use some type of calendar system, whether I, I use a whiteboard because I'm a little old fashioned, but okay. whether it's in your phone or if you have to manually write it down, you do want to write down when you know big transactions are happening. So if you're making a big deal on Friday, you want to make sure that's on your calendar, that's on your whiteboard, that's everywhere so that you know after you make that deal, that transaction needs to be classified and um, you need to go in the system you know, record that transaction. That way, at the end of the month, when you're ready to start making some decisions for next month, everything is accurate. Mm, I like that. I like that. Now, from your experience, when is it too much to put stuff on the calendar? Like, when is it too many meetings, too many things on a book that gets a little bit too hectic to actually keep it? Um, you know, I say this for entrepreneurs, you know, when, when you are just starting off and you're not yet outsourcing, right? So you don't have a bookkeeper, you don't have a person that's doing marketing, you don't have, you know, you're wearing all the different hats. It can get overwhelming. Um, your calendar mm. can get overwhelming. Your transactions can get overwhelming because you're always on the go. So anything you might be in the store, you think of, you know what, I need this for Friday's event. And so, so you just purchase that and you just keep going, going, going. You have to, at some point, you have to sit down and you have to say, okay, I need to look at my records. I need to look at my financial records. I need to look at my calendar. I need to look at um, my policy and procedures, whatever you have under your company. I believe on a weekly basis, you need to sit down and review those things because they all guide your decisions for next week. So we entrepreneurs. We have to stop thinking very small minded and just treating it like a talent. We have to legitimize our businesses. And a big thing about doing that is applying a financial system, you know, getting QuickBooks or getting some type of accounting system, because at that point, you're holding yourself accountable. You're not always on the go, just making transactions just making decisions you know based on what's happening at that moment you're able to see the big picture and then make decisions based on your goal and where you want to take your agency or your organization or your business i love that i love that you know and from our experience you know we we felt that felt that you know hey we had a lot of stuff on the calendar it wasn't really centralized that much and you know you're putting things on there so to remember but then again it wasn't the sums wasn't up to the, the to the whole of what we wanted to go to. So that's a really great advice. <laughs> I was saying anything electronic, um, anything that reports data electronically, so not just the accounting system, but even having an electronic uh electric electronic calendar, like using your phone, the Google calendar, you know, it just helps you organize because as an entrepreneur and a small business owner, it's just so much that you have to do and you have to invest mm -hmm. yourself in everything. You know, you have events you have to show up to. Um, you have um, meetings you have to show up to. You're just all over the place. And so those systems, and there's so many free ones, you know, so many free apps. Yeah. Utilize those things to keep you organized because organization is <laughs> key to success in business. And I've seen that. I really have. I've seen businesses who didn't really have a great product, but because of their infrastructure and because of their organization, they were able to move their business to the next level. And then I've seen businesses who had great products or great services, but because they were unorganized and they didn't legitimize their business by putting those procedures in place for their accounting system and marketing and whatever else, they are still where they started five years ago. Oh my God. And that's kind of why the business umbrella started, because I want to help educate those people and say, hey, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be stuck here. You don't have to do it all. Outsourcing is key. If you're not a professional in marketing, you do not have to do the marketing. You know, right. there are apps that can help you. And then as you continue to grow your revenue and make more money, 
pay for some of those things so that you can focus on your craft. The more you focus on your craft, the more your business can succeed as long as you have those things in line and someone to manage those. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I feel like entrepreneurship should be always, you know, building blocks. You know, once you can right. um, move something, something else, especially professional, it makes life so much easier, easier business so much easier and everything is focused on what you really like doing. Um, but I also want to get your thoughts too as well. You know, we're, we're a podcast, you know, most of our meetings, what we do, we actually send um, bookings for our guests and things like that. So when it comes to getting someone to a meeting, or booking someone, you know, what will be the best template to actually get someone to like accept or send that out? So people know exactly time and what we're really going to be talking about when we talk. You know, um, there, there, there are different things. A lot of people use different scheduling apps. Like for my uh, business on my app, um, I think I actually just switched over. I, I'll look up in a second the name of it. But it basically mm-hmm. allows me to communicate with, with my clients without speaking to them. So they, mm-hmm. they can the times are available and I can, I'm able to block out the times that I'm not available. So if they can't reach me, they can just go online and schedule meetings. And so when they schedule a meeting, they will get an email confirmation that have all the information they need to be able to log on to that meeting, whether it's Zoom or it'll give them the location if we're meeting in person. So apps like that definitely help um, with booking your calendar. Um, also, Google Calendar, like when you schedule meetings on Zoom, because I <laughs> I live on Zoom all day long, but when you <laughs> schedule meetings on Zoom and you link them to your Google Calendar, it shows up on your reminders and then you can send, you can send a link straight from Zoom to that person or you can send it through Google Calendar. So that just makes sure that everyone's on the same page. And then Google Calendar actually sends you reminders. So that kind of helps when you're you're fast paced and you know um, you're on the go. But one thing, one advice I would give to a person that has a lot of meetings and just a lot of scheduling is to stay um, in communication with whomever you know you're scheduling for your meeting or if you're doing a podcast. Um, just making sure that you and that person are on the same page. So that's that receipt or that follow up. So if you send them out an invitation, you want to say, "Hey, well, get back with me." Or if you see that they accept that invitation, you want to you know reach out to them and say thank you for accepting that i look forward to hearing from you soon that just makes things personable and it helps to build relationships i love that love that. now say like you had a cancel booking we're the best um mode of action to actually do it the right way without breaking that connection and break, breaking that relationship so definitely if you have to cancel a meeting i definitely would say um 24 hours in advance, you know, if you're within 24 hours, unless it's just a complete emergency, I would say try your best to arrange your day so that you can meet that meeting. You know, you can be at that meeting because um, your word is very important, especially when you're providing a service, not, not necessarily a product. So somebody like me, where I'm providing a service to keep your books. So I'm, I'm doing your accounting work, right? And so in order for you to trust me, I, if I schedule a meeting with you and then 10 minutes before the meeting, I'm like, oh, you know, can we move this to next week? Now you're, you don't really know, you know, you already giving me a chance by having this consultation, reading my website, reading my background. So you're giving me this chance. And then I, I, I just canceled. That's, that's really inconsiderate and it doesn't work towards building a relationship. So I want to say that if you have to cancel something because something came up to so definitely do it with uh, 24 hours in advance and then, you know, apologize. Because mm-hmm. these are your customers. They, they are number one. You know, 
your customers, your clients, you want to meet their needs. So, you know, whenever you do anything that may inconvenience someone, you know, always just give an apology and then, hey, reschedule the meeting and make sure you're there. You know, transparency is very big, Mm -hmm. um, especially when you start talking about outsourcing. Like, so if I'm an entrepreneur and I want you to do my marketing, you know, mm. I want you to be very transparent. I don't want any surprises, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I give all that's going to be on the table. Yep. Yeah, yeah, let's just be clear. So if I give you a vision, this is your idea, let's make sure we have an understanding. So transparency as far as, you know, just being honest with your clients, but trying to hold yourself accountable at the same time, that, that's very important. So you have to tell them you have to cancel. Hey, you know, something came up. I apologize, but definitely on next week, we'll, we'll make it happen. I like that. I like, that. okay, cool, cool. So, you know, I know a lot of people now, this is booming. Um, 2021, a lot of people got a lot of that. So, when we actually have that first meeting with somebody and you want a recurring, right? You know, how should someone actually, I guess, put that in the books as well? Because if it's something that you have a like cadence meeting with like your team or like people that um, higher ups in your businesses and things like that, you know, What's the best way to put that in a calendar to make sure, A, you're not meeting too much, and B, you know what I'm saying, that you meet enough to make sure things are getting done. So I, I really want to get your thoughts about cadences, about like recurring meetings that are very important to you. So um, recurring meetings, um, that that's really the easiest meeting to keep up with because you know oh, really? it's going to happen again. Um, yeah. You know, for me, when, when I start meeting with clients, when I'm doing their books, as far as their um, financial records, you know, I like to meet off rip. We're going to meet once a month. So mm-hmm. I know for a fact we're going to meet once a month. So we can schedule that. Like once we do our consultation and we sign a contract and say, hey, the business umbrella is going to serve as the back office for you. I'm letting you know now every third Friday at three o'clock, we're going to meet and we're going to review. You know, we're going to review the month. And so as I'm doing that and I see, you know what, while I'm keeping your books and I see these transactions, um, you're doing a lot of transactions that's not leading towards the goal that we made. So, hey, I need another meeting with you. I'm going to at that time call you and say, hey, I know we meet every third Friday, but um, I need to schedule a meeting with you this week. And so once I have that meeting with you and I decide, you know what, this is something that needs to happen every other week instead of once a month, then we Mm -hmm. will agree on a time that we both can commit to you know, and, and then we have this reoccurring meeting, but they're very easy to keep up with because, you know, on this day at this time, I will be meeting with this person. I actually like reoccurring meetings. And then if yeah. you don't need them, then you don't use them, but it's best to plan for that slot, especially when you're trying to build something, you know, when you're mm-hmm. trying to, you sit down with me and say, Hey, I want to start QuickBooks, right? I want to start recording all my financial transactions. I want to record, um, all my revenue and all my expenses. I'm going to say, okay, so this is what we need to do. We need to meet every week until we have this set up. I'm going to set up your QuickBooks, but we also need to make goals. It's not just about me keeping your books. What are we doing this for? What are some things you want to see in your company this year? You know, um, you may say, well, by the summertime, I want to have made $200. Okay, no problem. So we're going to start setting these goals and we'll start having these meetings to make sure we have a game plan. And then once we have that game plan implemented, then once a month, we'll follow up until you get to that $200 and you know, whatever your goal is, but it's definitely about setting a goal. And then, yeah, we're going to meet and review because that's how you know if you're meeting it or not. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, cool, cool. So 
other things that besides booking and things like that, what other interesting things that you guys do um, with this umbrella? So um, <clears throat> definitely, you know, our bookkeeping is number one um, mm-hmm. as far as financial wise, because a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that. And so mm-hmm. my main point to that is that we need to legitimize. You know, a lot of people are always trying to find a way around having to pay taxes. So they don't keep their books. They don't accurately, mm. um, you know, report how much revenue they made. And that that that's just small minded thinking. You know, we want to report our revenue because then we want to um, start building credit for our business. You know, we want to pay the taxes that's due. That's just the way the law is. So we have to start thinking, let's legitimize and think bigger. This is not just a little talent. This is a business that can grow and grow and employ people and it become a full brand, you know. And so in order to do that, we have to definitely have our finances in order. Um, The second thing that the business umbrella provides is administrative services. So if you are, let's say you're a truck, a trucking company and you Mm -hmm. want to start hiring truck drivers, well, you can contract with the business umbrella and we will do onboarding for your truckers. So we do a new employee orientation form, whatever your rules and regulations are, we introduce them to that. We can do it in person if you're local. Um, If not, we do it via Zoom. And um, at the end of that orientation, we let the CEO or the owner speak to their staff and, you know, kind of show them what their goals are. And um, that way, when your employees come on, they already know what your expectations are. Just because you just started the business doesn't mean you can't set up a a corporate infrastructure. So here we are, we have onboarding, we bring on our new employees. If they have any paperwork or policies they have to sign, the business umbrella will be responsible responsible for making sure that happens. Um, If you are selling hair and you want to start Um, having contracts with certain vendors, we will provide you with those contracts. Um, We also are going to start doing financial literacy classes for kids. I mean, we're just all over the place. We want to do everything, Kobe. Um, you know, just and do a lot of educating. Um, But yeah, in April, we're going to start doing financial literacy classes for kids. I'm going to start with my own. I have three children of my own. So I'm starting with them now. And so that we can build that little program up and then start offering it in April to other children for free, you know, via Zoom, just giving them that knowledge while they're young, right? So when they get our age, they would have made financial decisions that'll start uh, generating um, wealth, you know, generational wealth. That's that's really a goal for me. And I would like to, you know, share that with a lot of entrepreneurs and people in our community. Um, what else do we do? Um contracts, HR, everything, really anything outside of your talent, anything that you need outside of that service or that product that you're selling, we're able to provide that, you know. I love that. I love that. For those that want to still gain contact with, you know, bookkeeping, other things you got going on, where people can stay connected. They definitely can connect with me on Facebook, um, The Business Umbrella. They can connect me on Instagram at The Business Umbrella and then on my website, uh, www.thebusinessumbrella.com. It lists all of our services that we offered is broken down from financial and administrative. Um, and then there's also that tab on there where you can schedule a consultation, a 30 minute free consultation. So during those consultations, you can present your business or your idea. If maybe you haven't gotten started yet, you can present all of that. And then we set up a plan. Um, you know, I give you 
uh, quote <laughs> what that would cost, but we set up a plan and then we move forward. You know, those services that we provide through the business umbrella, that's what pays the bills. But my passion really is, you know, just giving out this type of information and free game. You know, I actually, in the future, am looking at starting a podcast, something similar to this um, called Meeting of the Minds. And I just, Over. on that platform, Okay. Yeah, on that platform, okay. I just want to like meet with entrepreneurs individually and then like two or three of them and then meet with them all together and just discuss entrepreneurship because people are in different stages. Some people are actually small businesses and have employees and all of that. Some people are just getting started and some people are two, three years in the game. So I think that just those conversations and just being amongst those people, that just gives a lot of inspiration, a lot of free information to people who are just getting started. And that's what's most important. Let's go back and, you know, give to someone else so that they can get where they need to be. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Definitely keep us a date for that. You know what I'm saying? We definitely did. Thank you so much for teaching us about bookkeeping, do's and don'ts. Um, and how to actually do it the right way in your business. We thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Winter Circle Podcast. You know, all the listeners can really learn from all things you got going on. And can't wait to stay up to date and connect to everything you got going there. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Follow the Business Umbrella on Instagram, Facebook, and visit our website. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Winter Circle Podcast. We are grateful to share the stories of businesses and brands that shape our community. The great thing about being a guest on our podcast is that we're able to share the untold story to people who need to hear it. With our podcast being on nine platforms, over 3,000 downloads and streams, 100 subscribers, over 100 plays weekly, and 600 plays monthly, we bring brand awareness, visibility, and recognition to everyone who's a guest on our show. If you'd like to be our next guest, please reach out to us on all social media platforms at WCPO LLC.